Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. This week we're going to look at a reading that I've been talking about a lot because of the grammar that is used in this reading and how important it is to know and understand that grammar. And I'm going to show you a few examples of why you need to know it. It's all about Ireland in the Neolithic period. Sorry, it's a listening, not a reading. Um, Ireland in the Neolithic period, and it's a section four of the listening test. So Neolithic doesn't matter. You don't need to know that. It's just a period of time. And the speaker is going to introduce what he calls several hypotheses, meaning theories or ideas about the people who settled in Ireland. And like all good academic texts, there are theories or hypotheses and there are some ideas with some evidence and that evidence is questioned. So that's the background of the listening. And the first question, 31, says, according to the speaker, it is not clear. So we're listening for something which is not clear according to the evidence they have at the moment. So A says, when the farming economy was introduced to Ireland, um, B, why people began to farm in Ireland and C, where the early Irish farmers came from. Now, I had to Google Neolithic period, I must confess, and apparently it kind of marked a time period when people moved from being hunter-gatherers, so just hunting and gathering vegetables, to being farmers. Um, I'm not sure how accurate that is, but that's what I googled. So this text, listening text, will be all about farming and how it came to Ireland. So again, a key topic in IELTS is the farming topic, and we'll see some of the vocabulary. So let's get back to the question. According to the speaker, it's not clear. Something is not clear about when or why something happened. So I'm going to read the first answer and you tell me what you think it is. He says, Good morning, everyone. Last week we were looking at the hunter-gatherers in Ireland across the Irish Sea from England. So that's the hunter-gatherers. That's a key term in IELTS. Today, we're going to move on to the period between four and 6,000 years ago, known as the Neolithic period, which is when a total farming economy was introduced in Ireland. There you go. You didn't even need to Google it. Any difficult term in the exam, they'll explain it for you. Now, the answer's coming next. Now, there are several hypotheses about the origins of the first Neolithic settlers in Ireland. That's it. There are sev several hypotheses about the origins of the first Neolithic settlers in Ireland. 
So, what is not clear? When the farming economy was introduced? Well, no, they said they think it's between four and 6,000 years ago. Why people began to farm in Ireland? Um, that's not really mentioned. See where the early Irish farmers came from is the origins of the first settlers. So settlers is a key word, people who settled in one place and the origins is where they came from. The rest of that then just gives examples. It says, for instance, there are considerable archaeological difficulties about the theory that they came from England. So that gives an example of where they came from. Um, there are greater problems about the theory that they came directly from continental Europe. Now there may be a few distractors. It says, for one thing, it's not clear how sufficient numbers of men and women could have been transported to Ireland to establish a via viable population. Okay, so there's mention about how they transported the people, but that is not one of the options. Um, it says, the hunter-gatherer economy which existed beforehand, was based on small, scattered groups. The farming economy would have required much larger communities to do all the work needed to plant and tend sufficient crops to sustain them through the year. So nothing else there, really. The whole paragraph is about where they came from. Did they come from England? That's one theory. Or did they come from continental Europe? That's another theory. Now, in question 32, it says, what point does the speaker make about breeding animals in Neolithic Ireland? So the speaker moves on to talk about animals and he introduces it. He says the early farmers kept various animals, including cattle and sheep. Cattle I've seen as a gap fill. It means cows, cattle, C-A-T-T-L-E and sheep. He says there's also evidence of pigs, but it's possible these could have been descended from the native wild species. So, the question is, what point does he make about breeding animals? A. Their numbers must have been above a certain level. B. They were under threat from wild animals. Or C. Some species died out during this period. So the only mention of wild is that they could have been descended from native wild species. That's it. Where they came from, maybe from native species. Um, then he says, we know from modern farming that if the level of breeding stock, so this is the mention of breeding, falls below 300 females, the future of the species is at risk. So we must assume that from the beginnings of Neolithic farming, 
the number of breeding sheep would have considerably exceeded 300 and the national cattle herd must have been of a similar size. So it's all about numbers and that gives us the answer A. Their numbers must have been above a certain level. So the certain level is 300 which you needed um, to ensure the survival of that species. The destructor, they were under threat from wild animals, no. And B, uh, C, some species died out during this period, no. It said they could be at risk if they didn't breed 300 females. So the answer is A. Now this is where it's hugely important to understand the idea of assume and assumption. If you assume something, you believe it to be true based on some evidence, but you're not a hundred percent sure. So how can they be a hundred percent sure? This was about 6,000 years ago. So they have to assume a few things. They have to guess. And the language of guessing or the grammar of guessing is in that sentence. It says it must have been a similar size. It would have exceeded. And it's guessing about the past. So all of this involves a modal verb, might have, could have, would have, must have, is all guessing about the past. And you see that in reading also and in other listenings. Uh, last week I did the one about the doctor. Uh, the boy playing the part of a doctor and he had to imagine what his grandfather must have been like with his patients. He didn't know 100%. He thinks he must have been a good doctor. This is an assumption. And you will notice that coming throughout the rest of this listening. So let's move to question 33. What does the speaker say about the transportation of animals? Now, we mentioned transportation of people, men and women, earlier. But remember, this goes in order. So forget that and listen for the next paragraph. Um, we need to know these three choices. Livestock would have limited the distance the farmers could sail. Now, you need to understand that question. It's difficult. Livestock meaning animals. Well, if you're, if you're transporting animals like cows and horses and pigs, you can't really transport them very far because they're too big. And this is the, st the sentence. Livestock would have limited the distance. B says that their boats, their Neolithic boats, were too primitive. Keyword primitive, meaning not advanced or sophisticated. And C, probably only a few breeding animals were imported. Well, how could they know that? Let's listen. He says it's usually suggested that the Neolithic settlers 
used skin-covered boats to transport livestock. But this method would have severely restricted the range of the colonising fleets. The sheer volume of animal transport necessary means it's unlikely that this livestock could have been brought from anywhere further than England. So this is the limiting factor. The number, the volume of animals that they needed or the transport they needed means that they could not have come from continental Europe. So they must have come from England because of these skin-covered boats. It does not say that the boats were too primitive and it does not say that only a few animals were imported. It says the sheer volume, meaning that they would have imported a lot of animals. Okay, question 34. What is the main evidence for cereal crops in Neolithic Ireland, the main evidence. Well, next paragraph, he gives us a signal. He says, what about crops? Well, two main cereal crops were introduced to Ireland during this time, wheat and barley. How do they know this? So question 34, what is the main evidence? A remains of burnt grain in pots. B, the marks left on pots by grains. And C, the patterns painted on the pots. So you've either got the full remain of the cereal, remember this is 6,000 years ago, or B, the marks left on the pots by the grains or see the patterns. The speaker says the main evidence for their presence consists of impressions on pottery where a cereal grain accidentally became embedded in the surface of a pot before it was fired. The grain itself was destroyed by the firing, but it left an impression on the pot which could be studied and identified by botanists. So you might want to choose A first, the remains of burnt grain in pots, but actually it says that they these grains made impressions on the pottery. So impression is a synonym for mark. And it says the grain was actually destroyed by the firing. So the grain did not remain, but the mark or the impression did. And that gives us question 34, which is B. Let's move on now to the second half of the listening. This time there are six questions and they are all gap fill. They are divided into stone tools 
and pottery making. So question 35, 36, 37 are all about stone tools and the rest 38, 39 and 40 are about pottery making. So for 35 it says ploughs could either have been pulled by something or by cattle. Cattle is cows as you remember. So how did they pull the ploughs? Let's turn our attention now to the farming technology available at the time. Before the cereal crops could be planted, it would have been necessary to clear the forest and to break the ground by ploughing. The stone blade of a plough has been discovered during excavation in County Mayo in Western Ireland. The body of the plough would have been of wood and could have been drawn by people. But it's also likely that cattle were used. So there we have the answer, could have been drawn by people. Uh, drawn is a synonym for pulled, um, but doesn't matter. You only need an example of something which could pull a plough and it's a good example people you know they like to test your plurals and your irregular plurals and people is the answer okay next is question 36 and they say in the final stages of axe making something and something were necessary for grinding and polishing so you need two words here, something and something, that they needed for axe making. And it says, to make the axes, sources of suitable stone had to be found and exploited. These axe factories were really quarries rather than factories, as the manufacture of the axes wasn't regularly performed on the quarry site. However, after the axe had been chipped into shape, they needed water and sand for grinding and polishing. That's it. They needed water and sand for grinding and polishing. So you have two words on the answer sheet. You write water, comma, sand. Don't write and because you're only allowed two words, water, comma, sand. And question 37, Irish axes were exported from Ireland to somewhere and Scotland. So could you guess? It says now it's clear. Sorry, what did I say? In uh, did I give you the answer there? Exported to somewhere and England. Okay, so you could guess maybe. Now it's clear that these Neolithic axes were transported all over Ireland as well as to Scotland and the south of England. So that is the answer, Scotland. Last three, all about pottery making. So they give us the first bullet point. They say the colonizers used clay to make pots. 
38, the something of the pots was often polished to make them watertight. So which part of the pot was polished? One of the most useful innovations of the colonisers was pottery making, which was quite unknown to Irish hunter-gatherers. The pottery was probably made by shaping clay into a ball with the hand and then hollowing it until the walls were the right thickness. After firing, the outside was often polished. That's it. It's the outside, but you only need the word outside was polished. 39. Clay from something areas was generally used. So where did the clay come from? It says, now we know that the clay used usually came from local sources. That's it. So local sources, the word you need is just local, not local sources areas doesn't make sense. Clay from local areas was generally used. And question 40. Decoration was only put around the something of the earliest pots. So where did they put decoration on the early pots? In the course of time, decoration began to appear. At first, this looked like a series of stitches and was just around the tops of the pots. That's it. Around the tops of the pots. The answer is T-O-P-S and it's of course plural. So that is the end of this reading that I wanted to share with you because it has intensive practice of this modal of deduction, must have, might have, could have, would have um, in the past. And it's, it's so very typical of IELTS having to make guesses based on some evidence and having to make hypotheses and try to justify why they think their hypotheses are correct. So that's all for me today. I'm sorry today's was a little later than usual. Um, we're in the middle of our vocabulary challenge. Um, it's going really, really well. So I'm planning to start another one um, very soon. So do make sure that you're signed up to my uh, email. Um, if you're... I've, if you haven't heard from me recently, I have had to delete about a thousand email addresses um, just because of the provider. If people don't open the emails, then it means that there are a thousand people kind of blocking the list in a way. And they tell us that we should, well, yeah, clean the list, they call it. So only people who are really, really interested 
um, get the emails. So if you're not getting my emails, it's possible that you signed up maybe six months ago, maybe didn't open any, but maybe you're thinking, right, the exam's coming soon. I really need this information now. So it's never too late to rejoin the list, but just make sure that you open them. Otherwise, the computer system will say that you're no longer interested. And get all of this advice on my website. I haven't put this up yet, but you can find something about the text and the modals in my latest blog. Uh, the vocabulary course has held me back a bit because I'm creating so many materials that go in the course that I haven't had a chance to make any videos for anything else, but they are all in the course. If you're getting uh, desperate and you need some more, then come and join us. That's all for now. Thanks very, very much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please let your friends know. Please share it and give me a five-star review. All for now then. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.